up, guys? Welcome back to the On God's Time podcast. Today we have a special guest. We have one of my best friends in the world, uh, Stetson Smithson. Stetson plays basketball at Harvard University at the A little over 2,000. I'm him. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. No, but, uh, yeah, and he plays at Harding right now. Uh, pretty sure you've averaged double digits in your career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's had a good college career. Um, but uh, one of my best friends in the world, probably, I've probably worked out with him more than anyone uh, in my life. And uh, we just developed a really cool friendship over the last couple of years, and he gave his life to Christ a couple months ago. And um just super excited to get him on and talk about it. But Stetson, talk to me. Tell me who you are, man. Yeah, like Caleb said, Stetson. Uh, went, grew up, went to high school in Baltimore, Arkansas. So it's kind of how me and Caleb got to know each other. It was just close, live relatively close to each other. Mm-hmm. And after that, I went to you know, high school, I went to Harding. And so I've just been in this area my whole life. And there's not much to me besides basketball, really. Besides the fact that he's a killer. Something like that. No, but, uh, yeah, man, I, I wanted to get on the pod because, um, you know, it's been really cool seeing, like, his transformation, um, how he's grown with the Lord over the last couple of, you know, months and over the last couple of years. So um, I want to ask you just, like, a testimonial question. When did you decide to stop living on your time and start living on God's time and why? I think that's, uh, for me, is a weird question or a hard question to answer because, mm-hmm. It's not like I didn't know about God and faith and anything like that. You know, my whole family is uh, Christians. And I got, I mean, my dad counted it one time. There's like 16 different preachers that are like close relatives to me. And so I grew up going to church my whole life and stuff. But I just kind of was like, yeah, it is not for me. Cause I, and, it, it, and I just thought that because I never went after, you know. And like I just like, it's not for me because it didn't just come fall on my lap. Yeah. And, uh, and so I just got to school. Um, I was I've been my third. This is my third year, and we were playing and going into basketball season. And I got hurt in our scrimmages, and basically from then I missed the first ten games of our season. I had to sit out for two months, and I came back and I wasn't very good anymore. Like I couldn't move. My knee hurt the whole time. And I was just in a lot of pain. And then the whole season for for me was just like downhill, downhill, downhill. I lost a lot of confidence in my game. You know, thankfully as a person, I still like like maintain the confidence that I have. But in basketball, I lost a lot of that. And um, a lot of it had to do with my knee in, my knee injury. And my whole life, you know, was, I've always just kind of like went through life as like, yo, that's, that's something to do that can play basketball. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when, when I started playing that, it wasn't like that anymore. And so when I was just like in my lowest times, I uh, went to church with my girlfriend, Aubrey, and we were at, uh, you know the church that Ben preaches at, what's it called? Fellowship? Fellowship, Fellowship. Yeah. And one of my best friends now, Ben, was preaching, and he said basically that he was a, a bad guy without Jesus and a sex addict, what he said. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, this guy is somebody I need to talk to yeah. with some personal problems that I had. And so I texted him, we met up, and then I gave my life to Christ on the Wednesday when we met up. And so all that just to say is it was like a journey of just life kicking me in the butt. And yeah. finally I was like, you know, I need to give it in, give it all over to God. Yeah, and I like, you know, I mean, you know, because you were there, like I, 
I experienced um, something similar, um, you know, during COVID. Like, I I really believe I gave my life to Jesus when I was nine. Um, but we had somebody at uh, Colorado FCA camp that was talking about, like, submitting to God's lordship, basically. Like, and that sounds kind of like a fancy term, but was talking about basically, like, the time you actually gave everything to God. Like, you're 100% to him. And I don't feel like I did that till I was 19, bro. Like... I mean, you you remember going to a prep school, having six or seven games, and that was it. Um, all my best friends playing college basketball, and me like not even really with the games I had, not even really having that good of a season. And I, I had to sit down and be like, okay, like who am I like without basketball? Like because my whole life is just is defined me. And I mean, I would say in high school and, and really a little into college, nine probably seventy percent of our talks were just about basketball. And then, um, yeah, but when I was 19, I just, I gave everything to God and he's done some really cool stuff in my life since then. Um, I guess like, I just want you to talk about like, ever since you gave your life to Christ, like what's some cool things that you've seen and like, maybe how like, do you view life differently now? Uh, the first thing I would, like the first thing that comes to mind is just, I've been overall more happy mm-hmm. and I feel like I've been more engaged, um, in communications with people not just about like faith or anything like that but before I was just kind of like a lot of standoffish kind of and I've something that's just like been on my heart is to be more present and Mm -hmm. make the most out of every conversation no matter who it's with then I fully believe that is a result of me um getting God into my life yeah and then like a really cool thing is um my girlfriend and I were praying for Romero one of my best friends, uh, we got a tattoo together actually, but um, he, we met with Ben, the preacher at Fellowship, and in just like a, three years of me and him being best friends, I got saved, and he, Romero's in the process of doing that for himself right now, yeah. so I think like that's probably the biggest, over there? the biggest thing that's, that's happened, um, just because like it's cool that I got saved, and I'm very thankful for it, but just like my best friend also doing that, you know, is it's beautiful to see. Yeah, because, um, you know, I was telling you about Willie, like the guy before the podcast, like that uh, we did an episode with him and he was a speaker at FCA camp. And I saw a video recently um, talking about how there's this dude, I think he was in like South Carolina um, speaking to a team or something. And there's this kid, I don't even know his name, but he's like a four-star recruit. He's got offers from like division one schools and he's like the big dog on his campus. Like everybody looks up to him. He's a good dude. And when Willie was speaking to this team, this kid gave his life to Christ. And then he he said that it was the most amazing thing he's ever seen in his life. This, the kid, the, the big dog, like who everyone looked up to gave his life to Christ. And then dang near the whole football team gave their life to, to Jesus after that. And he said that that's um, it's living proof that whenever the leaders step up and whenever the leaders take initiative and do things, then other people are going to go, oh, wow, like, why is he doing that? Like, I want to, you know, I look up to him um, and I want to, you know, do that too. And I've, I've really found in my life ever since um, I've made decisions, you know, to live for Jesus. And like, I'd say like, I'm, I'm saying right now, like stacking up godly decisions each day. Now it's like other people want to do that. Like, you know, we've talked about like the music thing. Like I've like, so for me, I've definitely like, I've cut out a lot of like music besides Christian music. And, you know, some people, you know, think differently on that stuff. But 
like now it's like, you know, Stead will send me a song and it'll be like, hey, bro, I was listening to this worship song. Like, you got to check it out. And like, I mean, I don't remember like us doing that two years ago. Even me, like not, you know, making that like a priority in my life. So, yeah, bro, it's been cool. Like, I think whenever the leaders step up and do something that other people are going to as well. For sure. Yeah. So what would you say, like, you know, speaking of that, like, what would you say, like, lifestyle-wise has changed, too, for you? Like, what are, like, some, you know, habits and stuff you've Like, to pick you off, piggyback off what you said, music is something that's changed a lot for me. I listened to, like, Strictly Rap before anything Drake, specifically. Um, and I was actually talking to the pastor of the church that I go to, Connection Assembly, um, and he told me, that music speaks to your soul and the music that I'm, that I'm listening to is it's not good music, you know, um, in the sense that it's not good for me. And so just changing like the music that I listen to and being more open to other genres of music as well as just not listening to rap the whole time. I mean, I still do like when I work out, mm. I still play some, some Drake, you know, but it's not the same level as what it used to be. Yeah. Well, because, you know, my verse of the year is Proverbs 4.23 that says, keep your heart with all diligence for from it flow the springs of life. And, you know, I have realized like, you know, what I put into me um, is gonna just basically like produce fruit, like whether it's good or bad. And yeah, for me, like it's definitely been a thing too. Like I've had to watch like, um, mainly like in my free time, like I've just, you know, been like, I'll just play some worship or especially like reading, like reading my word too. Like that's been a big thing for me. Um, just, being able to like consistently dive into the word and know what it means, I guess too. I mean, and I think whenever you give your life to Jesus, like, you know, you have the Holy Spirit obviously and you you just completely think of like everything differently. Like you said, like it just means more to you to have conversations with people you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. So like, what do you think? Um, like, do you feel like your family too has noticed like a difference in you and like just being able to like you know obviously like i'd say for you and me like we can talk about stuff now like i mean we could talk about stuff before but it's like now i feel like we piggyback off each other yeah. more talking and stuff like that so like maybe what's like some biblical things you've you know been able to learn i guess or this stuff like stick out to you uh I mean, just having conversations with my dad. Um, mm -hmm. Before, like, he's very knowledgeable in all things faith, Christian, you know, and it's all, all he does during the day is, besides work, is listen to, like, Christian podcasts and yeah. stuff and just podcasts in general. And so he's told, like, let me listen to them, or, like, tells me about them. And before, you know, like, I'll just be like, yeah, Pops, I got you. But, like, now <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, trying to listen to it more or take something from it more than what I used to. Mm -hmm. And I know that, um, like, everybody in my family, because, I mean, they told me, like, you see more. And I'm not saying that I wasn't a happy person before, because mm -hmm. I mean, I very much was. But it's just, like, a different happiness. It's a happiness joy. that it's a joy that everybody can see. Mm -hmm. Like, before, I felt like I was just happy. But, like, nobody would look at me and be like, oh, you're really happy. But now it's something that's just like you're glowing basically mm -hmm. and everybody like around you can see that. Yeah, because I know for me, like, you know, like I said, like when I was like 19, I really gave everything to the Lord. Like there was just a different, um, 
how do you say it, bro? There's like just a different attitude yeah. about me, like, you know, and I don't know, bro. I just, I just view life differently, especially basketball. Like I view it as like my ministry now. And, you know, like if you and me do get the chance, which you're more likely than I am because you're the hooper, but like, you know, being able to go play overseas, like I just view the game differently, bro. Like it used to always just be about like, what can I get out of it? Like, how, sure. how is it going to make me feel? How is it going to um, benefit me, me, me? But now it's like, I view it as like, you know, that's my ministry, being able to play and, um, you know, even being able to like have conversations, like, especially in the hooping world, like, you know, wearing one of these, like, people are like, hey, bro, what's that mean? And then I get to like share the gospel with them. So I know like basketball has kind of been that way for you too, like, you know, changing yeah. your perspective on it. I mean, basketball is the same for, like, what you just said is, like, my ministry, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, my dad will always say that uh, God, gives everybody, God gives everybody different gifts mm -hmm. to reach people in different ways. And um, I fully believe that my gift is basketball. You know, even after I want to get done playing, I want to coach. Mm -hmm. And so uh, talking to people, you know, I got a tattoo right here that says, stands for God is greater than the highs and lows. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, as soon as I got in, I walk in the gym and everybody's like, you know, what's that tattoo mean? Yeah. And you're like, it's God's greater than the highs and lows. Like, what does that mean to you? And it's like, well, I got in after I went through a lot of lows. Mm -hmm. And then I got saved. And so it's like, God's greater than, than those problems. Yeah. And so it's just cool that, you know, those conversations don't come anywhere else for me besides, like, in basketball, playing pickup or whatever, mm -hmm. working out with people, whatever that is. But, um, yeah. No, that's, that's dope because I've, I've definitely had that opportunity with, like, um, like with my book, like people have been like, especially in the basketball world, bro, like people be like, yo, like you wrote a book, like what's it about? Then bam, I get to share the gospel with them. I get to tell them my testimony. I get to tell them all these things. And it's just crazy to me. Like I didn't view basketball like that before. Like now it's like, I get a chance to like build relationships and, um, you know, you and me, like being able to work like uh, Austin and Spencer's camp, like that was big for me. Um, just being able to like meet all those kids. And now when they come to my games, they're going to be like, you know, see, maybe I've written on my shoes or they're going to see like, um, you know, just, I might be able to like have conversations with them. You know, like I was training a kid today and, uh, I'll, I'll tell you this too. One thing about kids, like they, I don't want to say they're afraid of competition by any means, but like I had a kid today, like saying, I'm afraid to go and play against this kid who's better than me. And I was just like, I mean, you know, in life, like you're gonna have that tendency. I mean, to, someone's always better than you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, I mean, but this kid was basically saying like, what do I do, what do I do? Like, I, you know, I'm trying to like, there's this kid who's better than me, like, yeah. but I wanna get better. I'm like, well, go play him. <laughs> like, and you know, getting to share with people now, like when I was younger, I was just like, don't fear, it's not good. But now I'm like, no, don't fear because you have faith in the Lord. Like, because man, like, you know, like, like I said, I was talking to this kid today and I was telling him, the more you put yourself in uncomfortable positions, like the easier it's going to get. Yeah, for sure. And like for us, especially like training one of bro, we've amped it up this summer. Like, you know, just trying to put ourselves in hard positions like that ball screen one-on-one, <laughs> like stuff like that. Like, you know, but talk to me about like, you know, whenever, like I said, like, you know, whenever we're playing or whenever we're you know, like around kids or whatever, like, how do you, how do I say it? Like, how do you view, like, you know, that being your ministry, like, you know, like what kind of conversations are you able to have 
with um, like with kids, like you know, at camps and stuff like that. Like what? All right, okay, let me rephrase it. What's some advice you would give, like a young basketball player to a basketball? Player? Yeah, to That's like a young basketball player. Like what's um, some advice you would give? Them? I mean, like what you just said, compete. Um, you know, when I was in high school, I was like always thought like nobody's better than me, and then I got to my freshman year. I started playing for the Wings Elite at the time, and I went to Conway, mm-hmm. and it was practice. It was like Devontae Davis and Diego mm-hmm. Davis, and Moses Moody was in there, Jalen Williams in there, and I remember being like, these guys are way better than I am. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, but instead of, like, backing down from that, you know, like, I competed against them to the very best of my ability. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Spencer and Austin, you know, I just, like, enjoy getting, like, them kicking my butt, you know, because I got to – I mean, I'm better now because of that. Yeah. And so just like telling, anytime like someone asks me, you know, like, what did you do to get better? I just say, compete, get in the gym, work out. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, um, you're not going to be as good as you are if you only practice in practice. For sure. Um, Jacob Rowar told me that. He was like, yeah. um, somebody asked him, like, how do you get on the floor? Um, if I don't, if the coach doesn't really look at me like that. And he was like, if you don't practice outside of practice, you ain't got a shot. And I mean, that's just work ethic if you don't got a good work ethic in anything you know you're not chances are you're not going to go very far especially in basketball because if you're not working i promise you someone is working out Facts. hard so yeah and especially like you know you talk about getting our, our butts full, bro i remember i remember the first time during covid um it was funny like i told like i told spencer i was like all right like i got one of my best friends like i want him to come work out with us and he was like I'm not going to lie, like, I don't want, I don't, basically, I don't want anyone soft to come, yeah. like, work out or whatever, because, like, we only, like, you know, it's COVID, like, you know, I don't want someone to get it and then bring it or whatever, and I was like, just give this dude a chance, like, I promise that, like, you know, you won't regret it, and he was like, okay, let's that come work out, and he was like, yo, like, I really like this kid, and then, um, I'll never forget, we played them, we played Spencer and Austin two on two, I think we were going to, like, ten ones and twos, ten zero. We lost ten. We lost ten zero. I think we played another game. Lost like ten to one, and then you know, and then playing pickup, but we did not win. So newsflash for y'all: during COVID, we worked out like all the time at this gym called Old Trough, and you know it was three, four, maybe even five days a week for like three months, and we played how many days? Like two or three days a week, at least. At least, and. Bro, we so what we would do is we would play me and Stetson's team versus Spencer and Austin's team, and they could bring whoever they wanted, and we could bring whoever they wanted. And typically, they brought either pros or former college guys or whatever, and we brought dudes that were going in their freshman year of high school, like me, him, Freddie, Devon, who's retired now, who's <laughs> retired now. But uh, not so, bro. We we played them twice a week for three months. And we won zero games. We never won. We won games. We didn't well, okay, yeah, my fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Explain Because we would play, so say we go in the gym, we play pickup at 7 o'clock. We'd get there, and Spencer would have his team, we'd have our team. Mm-hmm. And, um, but like, first team to six wins, seven wins, five wins, depending on how it was going. And so we we never won that. Yeah. We won games, but we never yeah, won yeah, like, yeah. a series. We never won yeah. a series. Yeah, we never won a series. Like, yeah, yeah it would go like seven games. We would always. I think I don't even know if we got to six. Like we would always get to like four or five wins, but we never won a series. And then it was like a month ago, was it a month ago? I don't know. It was like two weeks ago. I don't know what it was, but we played them in a series and we won. So I'm gonna flex that on the podcast real yeah. quick. 
Ramiro was there too. Ain't that right? Yes, sir. Man. Yes, sir. <laughs> no, but it's it, bro. It's cool. Like I, I've talked about this a lot. It's cool. Like physically, mentally, spiritually, in the last three years. Because um, me, I mean, me and Steph were friends in high school. We got really close during like COVID and even like into college. Like, because I feel like going into college, like you know, I mean, your high school friends, like you're just gonna you're gonna lose them. Like a lot of the time, you're gonna like lose a lot of your like high school friends, and I feel like going into college, like, um, and Spencer told me a long time ago, he's like, bro, I promise you, you'll make your lifelong friends in college. Like I promise, like th those are the dudes that'll be in your wedding. Those are the dudes who will um, be there for you for life. And I was like, ah, you know, I don't know, whatever. But now it's like, you know, going into college, I feel like we've like helped each other be accountable, helped each other like, you know, basketball wise. Like I just remember. We would argue so much, like freshman year. Like we would just like you know, like barely touch me or you or whatever. Like foul. Like we would just get mad. But now it's like you know, we just don't think about those things. Like we've just grown a lot. Yeah. And so, like, what would you say like has been good for you like in your circle? Like you know, taking people like you know to college. Um, like what does like accountability mean to you? I guess you know, like having like a good circle and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, the only like high school friends that I've talked to is like Matthew, Janine, and mm. Marcus. And then, like, if you would have told me that in high school, I'd be like, oh, you're crazy. Mm. But I mean, that's just, that's life. But then I got to college, and then I got uh, my roommate going from Croatia, and then Romero from Argentina. And we just like, I don't know, we just became super close. Basically, um, my first year of Harding. No one wanted to work out besides like yes. Romeo, Harvey, big shout out to Romeo, and then uh, Miro and Dodo. So we would just go to the gym and then that created like a bond. Like mm -hmm. for us, basketball was what, it was our job, is, is our job, you know, that's yeah. what we do. And just like learning from them different ways. Like Miro is very good at catch and shoot threes and that kind of stuff. Dodo is defense, whatever. And so just like picking up stuff that I could from those two and then bringing that to my game evolved me as a player mm. and then someone that on the basketball team that um, held me accountable two people come three come to mind is a uh, Kyler Davis and Roman especially Roman um, he is going into his last year he uh, was like step let's work out um, in the summer to start the summer I was like bet mm. well then it was like the stuff that I didn't want to do it was like box jumps hold like a 10 pound dumbbell I'm like bro this ain't it's it's fun. Stupid. You know, like, it's, yeah, like, it's yeah. Stupid. It's, that's like Roman. He's like, no, like if you want to be good, this is the kind of stuff that you got to do. But then, like those guys cared about me as a person more than they did mm -hmm. basketball. Yeah. And I can't say that that's the case for a lot of people. You know, like it's they don't care about who whoever as a as a person. But those guys, especially, uh, they still reach out to me. You know, we're all doing our going our different ways in life now. But they all like still reach out, see how I'm doing, check on me, tell me congratulations, I'm getting saved. So mm. um, having like those guys around are, are really good for me. Yeah, for sure, bro. Community has been such a big thing for me in college, like being able to like have you, Hudson, Caleb, my stepbrother, Zach. Like, it's just so crazy. Um, Cause you need, you need people sometimes who will just look at you and be like, bro, what are you doing? Like, sure. like this ain't you. Like, cause here's, okay, y'all don't know this, but there was a period of time where I actually contemplated not playing basketball anymore. Like, I don't think I've ever said that on the pod, but like I contemplated not playing anymore because I was in 
I would, I can honestly to this day say the darkest place of my life. Like just anxiety, depression, panic attacks, like stuff like that. I don't know if I've ever talked about that, but yeah, like during COVID, like I said, like when I was in a really low time and I just, I, I told, I texted him, I said, bro, I don't know if I want to play anymore. And he called me and we talked for like over an hour and he was like, brother, you, I know you, you're just in a place and that you will regret that for the rest of your life. You love basketball. I remember telling you like, where you tripping? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're tripping. Yeah, but like, you just, you need like, you need people to do that. And like, honestly, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe, maybe I would have continued to play, but like, I, I don't think, you know, I don't know if I would have had the perspective that I did on it if you didn't step in and like, literally like you were like, not going to let me like, you were like, no, you are not, you are not quitting. And I was not, not even like, I, yeah, like, cause when I, man, when I was at my prep school, um, I was going through a lot of stuff and also like basketball was just like, you know, it was during COVID. And like I said, we only got to play a couple games and everything was shut down all the time and it was just terrible. And, and he reminded me, he was like, dude, it's not going to be like this next year. You're going to get a full season. You're going to get to play. Like there's like, you're, you're not going to deal with this stuff. Like this is just a one-time thing. And like, yeah. please don't let this like, you, you're almost like basketball is like almost part of like who you are. Like you can't just like quit that. That's almost like, you know, and I, now I view it completely differently. Like, um, I view it as like your gifts, like James one seventeen says every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father. And I view it as like, you know, if I, if I looked at God and I knew he gave me a gift and I was just like, you know what, God, I know you've given me this gift, but like, I'm not going to use it. That's almost like looking at God and being like, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so I just, I appreciate you for not letting me do that. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but dude, yeah, looking back, I just, it's ridiculous how far I've come, um, how far you've come and we're completely different people now. Honestly. For me, for sure. A lot different. <laughs> a lot of yeah. But, um, thanks for coming on the pod, man. Thanks for asking thanks me to come on here. Is there anything you'd like to say to the people? Uh, tune in to this man, Caleb. He's got good stuff coming. Um, is someone that I admire for how he always, like God is always on the forefront of his mind. And if he's with anyone, like he's going to, you know, like yesterday we were hanging out and I was like, Caleb, the deep question, Anderson, like this man <laughs> yeah. just, he's just going to ask you like, whatever you like I kill him going to bed and he's like well what do you think about this and then it's like but that's just that's him and that's and that's amazing that that's the kind of person that you are and I think that speaks a lot to your parents and how you were raised is like they were they allowed you to to do that and you learned a lot from them but just I'm very thankful that our friendship is where it is and I know it's going to get even better deeper the longer that we stay friends Mm -hmm. so I'm very thankful for you no thank you dude for real that means a lot to me um i don't know i like to tell people ever since i gave my 100 percent to god my life has completely changed and man that's probably just i always felt like like growing up like i felt like i always called myself like a christian athlete but i don't feel like like i told you i don't feel like i ever really like meant until two years ago I mean and just it's been a cool journey since then so I appreciate your kind of work, man. so
Well, all right. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode, and uh, we will see you later.